Blog Talk Radio. Coming up, iCarly's Nathan Kress stops by and chats with us about the latest episode, IOMG, which aired last week. Plus, Chris Broshu stops by to talk about the Disney Channel original movie, Lemonade Mouth. All this and more on this edition of Buzzworthy Radio. Stay tuned. Coming at you live, it is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Welcome back into Buzzworthy Radio, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Navelle J. Lee, and that didn't change. Neither did the show. It's still called Buzzworthy Radio, but the time changed. Now it's 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific here on blogtalkradio.com and on buzzworthyradio.net. Call in 646-595-4228 or stop in our chat room to take a listen to the show. However you can live stream our show, it is very easy for you. But first up, as we said in our intro, we have joining us on the line, Nathan Kress plays the role of Freddie Benton on Nickelodeon's hit show, iCarly. The man, the myth, the legend is joining us right now on the line. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I, I'm excited to have you here. First of all, I'm a huge iCarly fan. And hey, 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 I got I got I had to give props. It was, it's a very, really, really, it's a really great show. And as I was saying to somebody yesterday, I can't remember who it was. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I was watching the IOMG episode. And yeah. of course, I was so ecstatic to see what happened happen because I am a Sam Freddy fan. And then I got flack. I am a Setier and I got flack for saying that no, it should be it should be Creddy and not Setty. I'm like, no, it should be Setty, so Yeah, there's a there's a pretty serious war going on between the Setties and the Creddies. We actually we ended up kind of making an episode about it and called it I Start a Fan War. So uh we have kinda Noticed that and addressed it in a, in a previous episode, but it get, it gets pretty crazy. But the uh, the Setiers were definitely happy about this episode, to be sure. <laughs> who who are you? Who are you? Are you a Setier or you're a Credier? Hmm. Um, I'm actually I I'm quite neutral. In fact, I'm a Sibier. I want Sam and Gibby to get together. <laughs> that's like the most ridiculous, like crazy, outlandish thing that could happen. But call me crazy. I've seen, like, some signs. Like, there there was an episode where um, Sam basically tried to get Gibby to go to a dance with her, and uh, he already apparently had a date of some kind, and he decided he didn't want to go to the dance. And then she got all mad about it and disappointed and everything. So I I took that as a sign that she was, like, maybe feeling the Gibby a little bit. So <laughs> you never know. I mean, I, I could, in, in a weird way, I could see that happening. So uh, I, I'm not a steady or a credit. I'm a sibby. You're a sibby. See, I was a steady more so after that same episode when she shows up at, at, at the Groovy Smoothie and sees Carly and Freddie dancing and she looks and then she has that face and is going like, oh man, and then she leaves the room. That's yeah. when it finally solidified that, it, oh yeah, it's definitely got to be steady all the way. So. Well, who knows? I mean, honestly, you know, it, 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 it's crazy because there's a million ways you can interpret it, you know? And yeah. everybody, depending on what faction they're on, they'll choose to interpret it their way, you know. So uh, the uh, the fans definitely have a pretty incredible way of 
micro-analyzing everything that happens in an episode. Yeah, that's right. I, and seriously, I, I mean, again, from the beginning, I even thought that Sam had that thing for Freddie because of how she would always torment him. And I kind of and I kind of sat there, and there was a line that Freddie did say that you said that you know you like somebody if you mess with them all the time. Right. So that's kind of where I started feeling it, and then episodes down the line, I felt it some more. So you, like you said, you never know; it could change down the line. But this was a very this was an episode that I felt came way out of left field. Yeah. Even though I know some people were expecting it, I still felt it was out of left field because, I, and in the end, I still didn't expect that this was going to happen. So I was very happy with with the turnout of the show. So I was very excited. Well, thank you. And, and the the crazy part is, since since it was a total cliffhanger and it ends without either one of us really reacting to what happened, um, the even the SETI fans weren't too happy about that because now they have to wait until we go back and start filming our next season before we will even know what happened. So it's going to be pretty good while before anybody knows what happens after this. You brought up a good point because I, I've actually gotten some questions about that because we had fans that were very confused because they did not know if this was going to continue after I parted with Victoria. It's like there was like more new episodes coming after that or until after you start filming the new season. So it will be the start of season five when we pretty much will know what's going on. Two words together. Yeah, right. You know. 
it's weird. I, it's weird. I guess in a way I can kind of understand it. Yeah. Mm. I, I have a feeling, though, that, you know, Freddy would take offense to being called a nerd more than a geek. Because I feel like a geek is just a kind of cool nerd, you know? Like a, <laughs> a smart person who, you know, knows a lot about something in a particular field, but, you know, doesn't have the broken glasses and pocket protectors and tucked-in button-down shirts, you know? Like that kind of thing. So Ah, uh, I got it. It's more of the, the socially accepted version of the nerd. I guess. That's that's kind of the way that I classify it. So I, I don't take offense to people calling Freddy a geek, you know, because geek isn't necessarily a bad thing, in my opinion. See, I like your definition of that better. I, I Now, I, I'm, I'm more happy to now be called a geek than I was before, since I'm called a geek all the time. Now, I, I feel right. so much better yeah, now perfect. when they call me a geek. perfect. So now you See? know what you're actually saying. See, now you gave me a whole new lease on life for that one word. There you go, man. That's all. That's all it takes. I'm happy I get to be a part. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you for that. And now, uh, your ca- the cast seems to have so much fun. I'm always watching the uh, Dan Schneider videos. That always that always pops up. It seems like you all have a great time. Uh, who, you know, and I I have this answer in my head, and you probably might say I'm wrong, but I want to try it anyway. Who is the biggest practical joker on the set? And of course, I'm saying Jerry Trainer, obviously. Yeah, you, be right about that. I would say it's probably a tie between him and uh, actually our executive producer, Dan Schneider. Uh, he He's a pretty serious practical joker, but the way that he does most of it is just by popping into a scene and, you know, scaring the heck out of us. Like, he'll, uh, when there's a scene where, you know, we have to open a door for another character, Dan will be on the other side of the door and, like, scream at us really loud while we're rolling and then, you know, make one of us freak out and then run away, you know. So uh, that, that's happened quite a few times, and there's been quite a few times where they've actually put it on YouTube. So uh, it's forever <laughs> immortalized on the Internet. Um, but after a while, we actually decided to get him back. After we finished our last episode of the season um, several months ago, we decided to go and TP his house. <laughs> so we, we went out at like 3 in the morning and uh, rustled up as many rolls of toilet paper as we could and blanketed him as artistically as possible. And uh, he has sworn revenge on us, but he hasn't gotten us back yet. So I'm very curious to see what that's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be at some point in, in this season, but, uh, you know, he's he's very creative, so I'm kind of scared to think what he's going to do to get back at us. I the posi- with, with Dan Schneider, from what I've seen of him, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what the problem is. There's, there's no <laughs> stopping him at this point. <laughs> see? See, I know a little bit about Dan Schneider than people give me credit for. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Congratulations, by the way, too. I, I forgot to mention this at the beginning when I brought you on. Congratulations. Your show won the Kids Choice Award for Best Show. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Very, uh, very I'm well-deserved. It, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be pretty trip and having three blimps up here on my dresser. I'm actually standing right next to the first two right now. But uh, <laughs> it's... It, it's an honor, you know, to to be a part of that whole show, and, and I love the Kids Choice Awards. You know, honestly, it's it's my favorite award show to go to during the year, just because I, I guess the vibe of it is so, you know, it's 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 just got so much more energy since it's like a kid centric award show. Yeah. You know, so it's just it just feels really, you know, young and happy and and vibrant and everything. And you know, the people who are there are my peers, you know, and I know a lot of them, so it's cool seeing all of them. So. Being able to just be a part of the show is awesome, um, but the fact that we won is incredible. 
Have you gotten slimed yet? I have actually several times. I think the first time, um, well, actually, we basically everybody who is on a Nickelodeon show during a given year, they take part in like our yearly promos that they air for. Oh yeah, uh, I did watch that. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So a couple years ago, um, there was one where basically it was just a bunch of slow motion shots of everybody getting slimed. Um, and that was my first Nickelodeon yearly promo with all the other casts. And that was my first time getting slimed. We had to do it as a full group of all the Nickelodeon people together as a cast and singles, um, which the singles were okay because a guy can shower that off and get back to her hair and makeup in about, you know, 30 minutes. But when you get every girl covered in slime and, you know, their wardrobe is ruined and everything, the guys had to sit around for like three hours to wait for everybody else to get ready again. So uh, they, I think they realized that that probably wasn't worth their time, and they went with something that was a little easier to clean up the next year. So they did, like, feathers and confetti and stuff. But, there you uh, go. That was, that was my first time getting slimed, um, and then we've had to do it several times since then. But uh, you know, it, it, it's fun, just not when you're trying to clean it off. But, uh, there it is. Yeah, it, it's definitely kind of your, your initiation into the Nickelodeon family. Ah, see, I now I get it. Now since I've never been slimed, I'm, you know what I mean. I totally get it yeah. now. What happens, man? You gotta, you gotta figure out. And you know, if you want to slime yourself, you can, and sort of like self-initiate yourself. But I don't know if it, if it still officially counts. But Does, if you want me to, I can, I can hereby, I can like hereby proclaim you slimed in spirit, and then you can sort of be Nickelodeon. So if, if you'd like that to happen. I will take that right now until it actually happens. Okay, sounds good. All right, so you're, you're hereby slimed, so you're in spirit a part of Nickelodeon, and then eventually, hopefully, it'll happen for real. That's good. I like and that. Kid, man. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, thank you. And all, now all I have to do is get to a Kids' Choice Award just so slime can, like, douse me, and then I'll be good. Exactly. There it is. And in answer to your Twitter question, when you hit 200,000 followers... You should do a U stream with others involved, but that's my okay, answer. Okay. I don't know what I don't know what everybody else is saying, but that's my answer. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna have to check back at what people are saying. I'm I'm fairly sure that when I asked the question, I kind of knew that the consensus would be wait until you can get other castmates. So uh, you know, but then again, there's some people who have been waiting for it for a long time because I haven't done it since I hit a hundred thousand followers. So I kind of need to get on it pretty quick. But I, I I'm probably gonna wait until I can get other people involved. It's more interesting, I figure. I think it would be. I think it would be, but again, my opinion. I'll take the my, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Jim Teacher the Movie. Great movie. You worked with one another one of my favorites, Chris Maloney. Yeah. Working with him, what was that like? It was great. He uh he actually reminded me a lot of Jerry Trainer in in a lot of ways cuz you know, he's doing Law and Order, which is a very not comedy thing. So when he was able to kind of unleash that side of himself, it was crazy. It was like torrent of funny, you know. <laughs> so he was always just experimenting with different things and, and making us laugh all the time while we were on set and improving with uh, all kinds of props that weren't supposed to be used and everything. So uh, it, w it was definitely a challenging experience to keep myself in character because we were trying to fight breaking up laughing all the time. Um, but yeah, it, it was a really, really cool experience, and uh, you know, having an awesome supporting cast was really cool. And having Jogia actually from Victorious, he was in that movie too. 
so that was actually the first time I got to meet him. So I knew him before anybody else did. Um, yeah. But he was, yeah, he was really cool, and I'm, I'm really happy that that kind of springboarded him into the Nickelodeon eye, I guess. This is true. This is true. He did, uh, oh gosh, what was that movie called? That I, he did with Victoria Justice, and then here we are in, in Victoria, which yeah. I like to know what can we, if you can say, what can we somewhat expect to see in I Part of Victoria, if you can mention it. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think of stuff that's already been talked about. Uh, there's an epic rap battle between two characters, which I don't know if they've said who yet, so I can't tell you that. Okay. Um, there's a mashup of our two theme songs at the end. I uh, saw that. Go in and record parts for that. Um, let's see. Uh, Keenan Thompson is doing a cameo guest star, uh, which was so cool. It was like Nickelodeon Homecoming almost. It was awesome. Um, and uh, Spencer and Psychowitz in a jacuzzi. That's, that's all that needs to be said there. You don't need to say any more. Just the two craziest characters, there it is, in a jacuzzi. Uh, there it is. No more. No way to beat that. You can't. <laughs> I can't think of anything better than that. Just like those two, like right there. Because you, you, you have in your mind, what would it be like if Spencer and Psychowitz get together and then you're, you're finally going to know what that's going to be like? You feel like your world is going to explode that they're meeting each other at all. But that they're, you know in that setting is particularly weird. So, uh, you know you know, there's going to be funny stuff to follow. I believe it. I mean, <laughs> I can't say enough about Psychowitz just from what I see on Victoria's, but with with Jerry's portrayal of Spencer, which I absolutely love. I, I mean, seriously, he's like the biggest comedy relief on the show. Absolutely. Compared with Psychowitz, um, that actually rendered me speechless for maybe about 10 seconds when you said that. When we first read the script and saw what all was going on, it definitely became some of my favorite scenes. There's all kinds of crazy stuff that goes on there. <laughs> I wish I could tell you about it, but it's now we gotta wait until June to see it. This is awful. You're gonna have to wait until June 10th, sir. You got a long time to go. What am I gonna do until then? I watch reruns. I don't know. Watch reruns. I'll just play on my Twitter. That's Pretty much all I do anyway, so really, <laughs> that's all I do anyway, so I might as well just tweet and watch TV. That That's it. That is it. It was funny, you mentioned, you know, it, when you did Gym Teacher the movie, that, you know, Chris does SVU, which completely is not comedic, and you did a guest appearance on CSI, which was serious and completely different than Freddie Benson. You pr pretty much played like a teen who was mean in a, a, a drama series. What was that like doing that kind of a thing for you? Was that challenging for you? Did that come? Yeah. Um, drama in, in general is definitely more challenging for me. I feel like comedy definitely comes a little bit easier. Um, but it, it was cool because that was basically the first time that I got to play a character besides Freddie for like, you know, almost three years. So it was it was cool branching out and doing something completely different from what I've been so used to for so long, you know. So being able to uh, to interact with the cast was was really cool. Um, I had some some really cool guys that we were working with who were also my age, um, and it was it was a really fun experience. There was you know the fire scene and all that stuff, and that was all real, so it was really intense, you know. Mm -hmm. the, the 
safety meetings and all that stuff and everything that was going on. But uh, it was a really, really cool experience, and I hope I get to do more more stuff like that, you know, as iCarly eventually, you know, starts taking more breaks and stuff. Uh, so yeah. we'll, we'll see. But I, I definitely like to do more more dramatic stuff as well. There you go. Was acting something that you got initially started in as a young age because you wanted to, or was it something that found you and then you got into it, or...? really young i kind of just had the performer mentality i guess when i was you know uh like two and three years old i would uh i'd watch you know mr rogers and barney and sesame street and all that stuff and i would memorize all the stuff that they said and the songs that they sang and mm-hmm. i would kind of perform them back for my family you know and and demand that they would be uh, put on camera and that i would have a microphone in my hand and everything so i guess i always kind of wanted to be front of the camera performing for people um and i guess my parents kind of picked up on that and they uh they decided to find some some people who could get me out on auditions and stuff and uh i eventually did but after a while actually after a couple of years i decided that i didn't really want to do it anymore i got kind of tired of it and i wasn't able to spend very much time with my family so i decided to get out completely actually and uh just go to mm-hmm. regular school and i did from kindergarten to fifth grade, but then I started doing my plays, my school plays, and my 14 bits, um, which kind of piqued my interest in acting again. So I decided to get back out of school and then start acting again. So I kind of had an on-again, off-again relationship with acting, but uh, you know, all I can say, here I am now. There it is. And look at me now. That's pretty much the final final straw after everything that, that has happened. Look at me now. Look where you are. You're on a popular show. You are... Uh, you're almost at 200,000 followers on Twitter. <laughs> You're standing next to two out of your three blimps that you got. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's, all, you know, the, the success of iCarly was, you know, something that we all hoped for, but I don't think we ever expected it to be this big, you know. Really? So just the fact that I'm able to be a part of it at all is, you know, an, an honor to me. I love it. And, and one of the things I, I, I like to ask, especially the young uh, the young folks that are on the show is who was your acting like inspiration if you had one and is that the same person that you would like to work with in the not too distant future if you ever had the opportunity um well whenever anybody asks who like my acting hero is i always say Denzel Washington um i like that he, he's just I, I can't even like he's he's just incredible you know his the way that he's and you know, in in a lot of ways, still bring himself into it. You know, is is just unbelievable. So, you know, I, I love watching his movies, and hopefully, you know, someday maybe I might get the chance to work with him, and that would be absolutely incredible. I would, I would love that. So you're basically now confirming to my theory that even stars get starstruck by other stars. I love it. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, honestly, it doesn't. It doesn't happen that often to me. It's just that, like, you know, if I if I see somebody, you know, at a premiere or something who I really like, I won't make too big of a deal of it unless, like, somebody says, hey, I'm going to go introduce you to him. And then I start to freak out a little bit. So as long as I don't, like, talk to them or have to try to come up with some kind of conversation and not look like an idiot, I'm fine. But if I ever have to do any talking in their proximity, that's where I have to get. 
Nice. <laughs> it's like you'll get there and you'll say something and you'll be like, duh, 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 duh. Right. That, that's literally how it would come out. I have no doubt. See? See? All right, here 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 it is. All right, Twitter. Your your na- your screen name is Bruin Dude 92. Uh, of course, I have to ask, how did you come up with that name? <laughs> okay. There's a story. There's a story. Um, well, first of all, my dad went to UCLA. So, I've always been a UCLA Bruins fan. So, that was kind of where it came from. Um, but it was actually Bruin Dude 92 was one of the first usernames for any like um IMing or, you know, like, you know, that any kind of social networking account. Um, so when I made my Twitter, I honestly didn't really want to use it. I only made it so that I could, like, you know, follow Dan because he would tweet pictures from the set and, you know, follow my castmates and follow Infinity Ward because they were doing news about Call of Duty and stuff. So I just wanted to do it to be able to get, you know, information from people who I wanted to follow. And then eventually I just wanted to tell people about it just so that they wouldn't start following other people who claimed to be me, you know. So then people started following me and saying, well, why don't you tweet anything? So I decided to kind of start doing it. And then actually at the Teen Choice Awards, uh, the iCarly cast happened to be selected to do a bit about Twitter where we all announced our Twitter names. So after that it was kind of, well, you know, there's, there's no way I could hide it at that point. So uh, people just started following, and I just started tweeting, but, uh, you know, it just kind of became what it is. But actually, I am considering changing my name just to Nathan Crest, just because it makes, you know, makes my profile a lot easier for people to find. So I'm still working on that, but for now, it'll stay brewing. Yeah, just, like, change it right off the way. and it'll be like, where's Nathan Crest at? I can't find him. What happened to him? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I, I get tweets, you know, every day saying, I can't believe I finally found you. Wow, Bruin Dude 92 is really hard to find, you know? So hopefully I can kind of circumvent that by doing, you know, like what Jeanette does and just have first and last name, you know? See? See, that's something you should have done on April Fool's Day. Like, change your name. And then nobody would have been able to find you on Twitter, and they'd be like, what happened to Nathan Kress? Did I lose a follower? But you know what, though? I think the problem is Nathan Kress has been a suspended account because it was originally taken by a fake person. And oh. And as a fake person. So I have to kind of go through my contact of people who work with Twitter and say, could you unsuspend it and then give it to me real fast so that nobody else takes it. So that's, that's what I have to work on right now. Yeah, but you're verified, so it should be a little easy for you. You never know. I don't know all the Twitter politics. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm still learning that. So it's gonna be a. It's gonna be an adventure either way, for sure. Well, good luck to getting two hundred thousand followers. I'm looking forward to seeing what you actually come up with. Yeah, me too. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Scream in head. And then, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the new season of iCarly. So my question will be answered, what happens next? Because I'm sure that's what everybody else is asking, too. That's already hitting by Twitter. Yeah. I hope we give you an answer soon, not like wait until the end of the summer. But I have no idea what our airing schedule is going to look like. Yeah. All we got to do right now is wait and see, folks. That's all I can tell you. That's right. That's right. Nathan Cress, it was a pleasure having you here. And uh, you know what? I would love to have you back on the show anytime. I definitely will. Right. Have a good one, my friend. Absolutely.
All right, we're going to take a little break here. When I come back, Chris Brochu will be on the show to talk about the Disney Channel original movie, Lemonade Mouth, as well as the movie that's appearing. appearing is it appearing or premiering? Premiering. Premiering. Let's get this right. Let's start again. I'm going to take a break. Chris Brochu will be joining us in just a few moments. And he's going to talk about the premiere of the Disney Channel original movie, Lemonade Mouth, as well as the Fox movie, Truth Be Told, as well as his role in the movie Soul Surfer. So stay tuned. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hey, this is Daniel Goddard, Kane from Young and the Restless, and you are listening to the king of the pervs, the perv of all pervs, his perviness, Navelle, on Buzzworthy Radio. <laughs> oh my god, did you hear? The recession ended back in 2009! It's party time! Um, but why are there still so many unemployed? Hmm, sounds like someone doesn't know what they're talking about. Hello, this is Eric Shoot from the PatriotTimeExchange.com. The National Inflation Association recently announced that the college bubble will burst here in 2011. What is even worse is that food inflation is reaching an all-time high as the dollar continues to be devalued. Unless you're living under a rock with a tarp under it covering 1,000 square feet, you know the economy is going down the drain. I would love to propose we defeat the oncoming turmoil and defeat starvation by creating community gardens across the tri-state area. We have so much open land. Why are we not using it? And why does the majority of our produce continue to come from China? And who knows what they're putting into our food? We need to stop this. Join me on our quest to defeat starvation and save our economy. Join me at www.patriottimeexchange.com. www.patriottimeexchange.com. Sign up today. It's free. You and thousands of others like yourselves can make a difference. Hey, this is Michael Grazade. You're listening to Buzzworthy Radio. And if you're not, you should be. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. And welcome back into Buzzworthy Radio here on this Thursday, April 14th, 2011. It is now 1.30 p.m. Eastern, 10.30 a.m. Pacific Coast time here on blogtalkradio.com. Right now, we're going to share with you our interview that we did yesterday with Chris Brochu. He talked with us about the premiere of Disney Channel's original movie, Lemonade Mouth, his role in that movie, excuse me, as well as the movie that's going to be premiering on Fox this weekend, with David, David James Elliott, entitled Truth Be Told. He also talked about his role in the movie Soul Surfer, acting opposite Dennis Quaid, Helen Hunt, and Craig T. Nelson. Here's our interview with Chris Brochu. Enjoy. Chris, you with us? Yes, sir. How are you? Good, how are you? Doing ver- Well, it's raining on my side, so I, I don't know. Oh, really? It's just the sun just, I mean, not to rub it in or anything, but the sun, sun just poked out on my end of the uh, end of the, the field. Oh, yeah. No, no, no rubbing it in. No rubbing it in No, at all. not at all. Not at all. I, you know, <laughs> this cloud cover, though, I feel as if it's going to be gone in five minutes, so no hard feelings. 
Oh, thanks. That made me feel so much better. <laughs> <laughs> no bragging whatsoever. I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. No, no. Keep it, just keeping it real. Just, I'm like the weather man. Just give me the forecast. Oh, okay. So since you are that, are you predicting that I won't have any rain in five minutes? Um, let's see. You know what? I'm not at liberty to discuss it right now. I'm actually uh, under wraps, so I kind of... Uh, I can't disclose the information at the time. He he hesitated, folks. He hesitated. That means that okay. I'm pretty much going to have to sit through rain for, like, the rest of the day. That's, that's the, I mean, that's I don't want to, like, kind of put it out there, but I would grab an umbrella. Oh, thanks. Thanks. My day is just now shot. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, the perfect day for a movie in sweatpants. It's, like, I love those days. Okay, you, all right, now I'm starting to feel a little bit better. This is, that, yeah. That's good, that's good. See, now you just, uh, now you got your cool points back. Very good. Okay, good. <laughs> now that we're, uh, I'm going to quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> got your cool points back. So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about this this TV movie that's going to be debuting soon on the Disney Channel called Lemonade Mouth. You, yeah. You, you, are, you are in the film. Uh, uh, what's this film about and what's your what's your character like? Okay, the, uh, the film is called Lemonade Mouth, and it's about, um, it was based off a book by Mark, uh, Mark Peter Hughes uh, called Lemonade Mouth. And it's basically just about these, uh, these group of five kids from um, different walks of life, different, um, you know, problems and situations they have to deal with on a daily basis. And um, they all kind of meet up uh, when they're forced to do detention. And uh, an unlikely friendship occurs, and... Uh, they uh, they have to kind of fight to make it work, and but they end up forming a band and uh, trying to uh, start a revolution. And in in the movie, I play Ray Beach, who is um, the front man and lead singer for uh, Mudslide Crush, who is like the they're like the school's band. They are mm-hmm. the it band, and then Lemonade Mouth starts making their way kind of in his to, into his spotlight, and uh, he's not too thrilled about it. It's kind of like. Uh... Breakfast Club, but but different outcomes, I guess we yeah, can call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, with a little with a little uh, twist for sure. That's really, that, that that's interesting. And when is it supposed to premiere on the Disney Channel? It's supposed to be on it's soon. It's the fifteenth this Friday at eight p.m. Fifteenth. Yes. Wow, that that's uh, here. I am thinking that it was supposed to premiere in another month. Now I'm finding out it's supposed to premiere Nonsense. this Friday. Two days. That's, now I'm gonna to have to like rearrange my DVR schedule. No, no, seriously, because I'm like, I mean, the, the Friday night cannot be spent in any other way. I guarantee you, you will enjoy it. No, sir, I'm ser- I'm seriously thinking that it was supposed to premiere in May, so I was like, all right, I got some time, and then you know, it's not gonna come out until soon. I am mentally prepared for this now. Now you kind of gotta just take a second. I mean, it's, it might be raining, so you're gonna have a couple seconds to be able to take and kind of just <laughs> mentally be like, yeah, you know, it's in two days. My mind is already blown, so therefore I have to become stable again for it to be blown again when I watch it. Now i got to get the popcorn ready and a, a soda oh, now, like a few days. Like, I've got to go out and get, like, everything that I need to just sit back and kick it on Friday. Exactly, and you gotta, you've got to have enough time to network and tell your friends about it so they can come over. Therefore, you don't have to buy all the snacks. So you, when they come over, they bring the popcorn. And so you're just you're just offering up the couch, and they bring all the goodies. Nice. I like your right. way of thinking. Now you went up higher on that coolness scale. I like your way of thinking. That's very good. All right, all right, cool. I can take it. That's what that's what Twitter is for. Is basically what you're saying. Twitter is for basically having all my friends come over and just bring food. 
I totally right. and understand it. people knowing that all your friends are coming over, which is kind of weird in a way. Like, I just got on this whole Twitter bandwagon, and it's kind of, it's still, like, I'm still getting used to it. I mean, all these random, like, thoughts that everybody spew out, but, you know, it's interesting, that's for sure. <laughs> I love my Twitter. I think I'm, meant, I'm, like, physically addicted to Twitter. I don't think I could ever get off it. Even when I'm right here now doing the show, I have my phone, and I'm just, like, tweeting, just like right now. It, that's, that's so awful. I think I think just now admitting that that's terrible. To Chris Brushu. Yes. <laughs> I'm like nice. I'm talking to Very Chris nice. Brushu, who is the older brother of Doug Brochu from Sunny with the Jane yes. right now. Uh-huh. A little trivia that probably some people might not know about, so I decided to say that for them. So there you are. That's good. They're gonna they're gonna need that knowledge one day. Probably. Some, you know, game show thing. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Probably on a Jeopardy question that might happen when I turn fifty. So <laughs> yeah, well, when I turn fifty, I don't know. It's that's uh, that seems as if it's uh, I don't know. I don't know. But we uh, had uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah our our network actually a colleague of mine actually did an interview with one of your co-stars who's in Soul Surfer. Uh huh. And. You got a nice amount of cast that's in this movie. You, you're working alongside Helen Hunt. There's uh, yeah. Greg, Greg T. Nelson's in this movie. You're in the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice little, nice little plug there. So, so Chris what exactly? No, I'll give you yeah. five bucks tomorrow. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's my lunch money, folks. I'm telling you, I have to make, I have to make a living. Uh, For your coffee. That, that, that's true. Uh, so what? So what is Soul? What is this movie, Soul Surfer? And and in this movie, who are you playing in this one as well? Okay, now Soul Surfer uh, is a film that uh, basically just tells the story of uh, Bethany Hamilton. And uh, if you don't know, Bethany uh, when she was thirteen got her arm bit off by a shark. Well, the shark, yes, uh, yes. yeah, uh, uh, off Kauai. And um, it's basically just her her story of of her the ultimate comeback. Um, and like you said, I got to work with all these this amazing cast, and you know Dennis Quaid, Helen Hunt, uh, Anna Sophia Rob, and you know Carrie Underwood, and everybody like that. So it really became just this, you know, inspirational force to be reckoned with because uh, the Hamilton family was very involved in the whole making of the film, from writing to being on set every day, from. Um, Timmy Hamilton, who I play in the movie, actually you know as part of the crew and worked. Um, with the crew on the movie. So, you know, uh, at the end result, the Hamilton family was more than pleased and couldn't ask for anything better. So I think that we, we really uh, we really did the, the, the story justice and the, the Hamilton family really enjoyed it. And I, uh, like I said, I played Timmy Hamilton, who is the, um, the middle child and uh, pretty much uh, like the mediator. He's uh, the peacemaker slash comedic relief. Uh, even when he's really not trying to be. Um, right. But, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, it, it premiered uh, in theaters April 8th, and it's still uh, it's still in theaters. So uh, if you haven't checked it out, it's definitely a, a good family movie that I think everybody uh, would take something from. So. What was your reaction to when you got the part of, of this film, especially acting opposite of all of those all those great people in this film? What was your reaction like? Well, um, when I when I originally had the script, I I I, I told myself I, I have to book this 
there's no other question about it. And when I uh, when I originally booked it, I was I mean thrilled that a I got to be part of the project. B was shooting in Hawaii, and at that time they they didn't even have Dennis or Helen, um, so it was actually going to be you know pretty uh, pretty low budget. And then there was talk of having Helen and Dennis, and I was like, wow, that would be <laughs> that'd be fantastic. But I never thought that that would actually happen. And then when it did, I was just over the moon about it, and uh, I got to meet them and hang out with them in person and surf with Dennis and hang out with, with Helen and her family when they were out. And just the nicest people, truthfully. I mean, that's a, it's a cliche to say it, but they were just a, a very warm and welcoming uh, group of people to work with. Are you good at surfing? You said you were surfing with Dennis. Are you good at it? Uh, I mean, I, I can definitely hold my own. I wouldn't say I'm extremely good or even close to professional, but uh, I enjoy it very much. It's the best way to wake up in the morning. Uh, so I, I, I try and surf at least once a week. But uh, Timmy is actually, in the movie, he's a, he's a bodyboarder. And, uh, yeah, he's a uh, really <laughs> top-notch. The, kid, the kid's crazy. So he actually taught me how to, the whole uh, logistics of bodyboarding when I was out there, just to make sure I portrayed him and his sport correctly. Yeah, because I'm like thinking of that when you're like telling me that he he was a bodyboarder. I'm like scared in my head, like how in the world am I going to do this? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean seriously, this, this is just me. Were, were you feeling that way when you were doing that? I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't think I could ever do a bodyboarding type thing. I, I I'm yeah, like I about mean, to get him. It's just it's definitely interesting. Uh, it's it's different from surfing in a lot of aspects, but it's it's got some more technicalities as well because um, obviously the board you're on is much smaller and it's more so just for your torso and up and um, but you can do all sorts of crazy things like you can do drop knee and stand up on a bodyboard and he actually took me uh, to the spot on the north shore uh, bodyboarding and taught me kind of how to do it and I remember I got my first barrel and I remember pulling into it and thinking oh my gosh I'm about to get a barrel and I closed my eyes and it didn't like completely destroy me and I was like, wow, I'm actually in this barrel. And then it completely destroyed me. And uh, that was uh, <laughs> it was actually a really uh, fun experience. And to me, obviously, you know, I couldn't have asked for a better coach. So That's good. That's very good. Again, I don't think I'll ever do that in my life. So you heard it here first, folks. If that ever happens, I will say no. <laughs> so it's not that bad. It's actually, I mean, I think you'd have fun. It's not that bad. You're not I, really I personally love the water and, and, and waves. So I, mean. <laughs> I don't. I don't think your work. I don't think it's working. I, I don't think it's working. Okay. But right. it's a, it, was a nice try, it was a nice try. It was a nice try. I tried. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. That's the all top that counts. So they say. <laughs> now, how did you get into acting? Was it, was it something that you wanted to do at a young age, or did it just find you? you know, yeah. It actually, uh, it kind of found me. I fell into it. Um, my sister is actually uh, very, very dramatic and very much into acting and, and more theater type stuff. So she kind of uh, showed interest in it. And just through situations and circumstances, I, uh, me and my brother fell into it. And um, we lived in Florida, and we, we flew out like once um, to go to uh, producers, which is like a, one of the numerous steps in the audition process. Uh, for different uh, films, for Disney or Nickelodeon, what have you. 
And um, then we just decided one year uh, we were going to come out for a pilot season, which is like the first uh, three months of the year-ish. And um, we pretty much never left. And, I mean, it's, it's a long story and very uh, very interesting. But, uh, yeah, it kind, of, it kind of found me. And uh, I've, I've really uh, taken uh, a liking slash loving to it and, uh, and at least the past years as well. So I've been doing it for about four or five now. Oh wow! Looking, yeah. looking, looking at looking at your own brother Doug, and you just like seeing him what he does with uh, Sunny with a Chance, and mm-hmm. I know he's made some guest appearances on iCarly before he got that role. Yeah. Did you look at it and go like, "Hey, that looks kind of fun. I mean, I should get into that too." Like, well, like uh, thought- at that at that moment, we were both um, interested in it, and we were both auditioning. So when he booked it, when he booked those those shows, I mean, I was just obviously extremely excited for him. He um, he's one of the hardest workers you could ever find. Uh, I mean, at just at his age, even. Um, and just respectful, always on time, and that's just kind of what our dad built in us. Because my father was uh, in the military for 25 years, so mm-hmm. it's just it's part of the nature. And Doug, I mean, people always asked if I was jealous or anything like that. But if you knew my brother, you couldn't, you can't be jealous of Doug because he deserves everything that uh, that comes to him because he's just just that kind of guy. I never understood why people would ask that question, but maybe that's just me. That's yeah. like a little. That's a little side note that I just have. I'm just like I don't think that's the appropriate thing. To were ask you ever somebody. were ever jealous of your brother when you? Yeah, like, I don't. I don't get that. Yeah, like, like really, jealous, like sir. that's that's like kind of like one of the most unclassiest. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm making it one right now. I um, think no. I have a dictionary right here. Yes, it's a word. <laughs> I well, just looked you. it. I don't know. I mean. Well, it's in Webster, so it's got to be real. If it's if it's in Webster, then you know that that's definitely a real word. So I'm going to use it again. I, I feel that's one of the most classiest types of questions to ever ask anybody. But that's just me. I, I don't feel that's imp- that's appropriate. Yeah, and, but you know, I feel as if they if they ask that, they know the answer is most likely going to be like no, you know, because you want to stay humble and likable. Yeah the right answer but however I think they're just fishing for that one person who is like yes that is extremely jealous and that's what pushed me to become better is my jealousy towards my brother and I don't know maybe they'll one day get that answer but God. as of now I, I don't have that for them so I hope I never ever get that answer or ever ever hear that answer I, I just kind of think I might just like die inside just a little bit that's like a TMZ kind of a question you know <laughs> That that really is. I, I I just maybe that's just me, but I just don't understand it. So you know. I, yeah, I can see it on TMZ. See, see, I'm not the only one. There you are. Uh, I I concur with your with your thought process on this. Thank you, thank you very much. You're welcome. You're now, welcome. now, uh, this movie that you have coming up, or I don't even uh, have you worked on this movie? Have you started filming it? Uh, truth be told, I don't know how much you can discuss about it if you can. Yeah, I definitely can. Um, I actually filmed it this January, um, this past January. And, um, yeah, it's coming out on Fox Saturday. So right after Lemonade Mouth, the 15th, the 16th, Truth Be Told will be coming out on Fox. It's also on TV. Um, And uh, it, it was another one of those just really fantastic projects with a lot of great people that were involved. 
I mean, Jonathan Frakes was the uh, director. And wow. He, yeah, yeah. So uh, got some got some of our uh, Star Trek on, and uh, Candace uh, Candace Cambray, uh she she was uh, on it, and so was uh, David James Elliott. And you know, it was just another one of those things that is a cliche once again, but truly just the the nicest people. I don't. I mean, I don't know how I've been so blessed to just be working with you know his. You you hear these stories of just these drama like actors and actresses and just how terrible they can be, but yeah. you know what? So far, I've been I've been really blessed to be working with just really genuine people. So I hope I can uh, keep that trend up. You got a busy week, man. You got the you got the premiere of Lemonade Mount on Friday. You have Truth Be Told premiering on Saturday. I, I just like. I'm just like waiting to hear like what is the next thing. So you know that, that's pretty much what I'm. You know what? I'm, I'm waiting to hear what the next thing is as well, because <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's kind of back to the uh, back to the drawing board and uh, you know back to the whole audition process and um, you know we'll see what happens when the projects um, drop and see you know if, uh, if people like them and um, we'll go from there. What do you like to do outside of uh, acting? Like, what do you like to do in your spare time? Anything outdoorsy, <laughs> um, like surfing or anything like that. Um, I'm a huge like backpacker. I love me and Doug. When Doug's not a shooting of hiatuses, which will be like, he'll shoot for like three weeks and then I'll have a week off, and we'll just go backpacking in uh, some of the uh, national forests in uh, California. And so we'll just take a couple days and just go out into the uh, into the wilderness and just yeah. kind of be uh, <laughs> be with nature and just hang out. And um, so really anything that kind of gets me outdoors and um, just kind of back to the uh, the basics. Okay. I don't know. Why, maybe this that's kind of scary. I actually kind of thought you were going to say you were like a hiker kind of a thing. I am a hiker, though. Yeah, that, that was eerie. I, I mean, seriously, I was like, he's probably going to say he's a hiker. And then here you go saying that you like to do anything that has backpacking in it. I was like, okay. <laughs> you should look into that that superpower you have. We could be like on the verge of something here. That'd be a new Disney Channel show right there. I'm telling you. You are so raven right now. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Crap, that can't be done again, I don't think. Oh, man. We already had a you show know, that you something new under the sun. So, <laughs> you know, we, I'm sure we can figure out some ways to kind of move around it and make the plot. Uh, a little different, you know. I think they'll buy it. So, like, fill of the future meets that so Raven kind of a thing. We can... Yeah, I think you know. I think we're onto something here. Uh, I had to put that out there. Let's see. Yeah, we shouldn't. We shouldn't talk. We should just tweet about this because talking about it over the radio. That I mean, I think people are gonna gonna kind of get um to us. And yeah, so I I think us. we're gonna have to like put like something in 140 characters or less about. Yeah, the, just so it's very talk. kind of cryptic. So people kind of know what we're talking about. So we're creating buzz about our project that no one knows about. We're going to be like Cloverfield on them. They're not going to know what hit them. Nice, nice. I'm going to I'm going to get to work on that as soon as this is over. I'm going to start off. Me too. I'll keep uh, I'll keep thinking of some like very witty storylines. Let's see. You are who on Twitter? (laughs) I am Chris underscore. Brochure, and not like the word underscore the actual, you know, underscore. Because I guess somebody already took Chris Brochure, which doesn't make a lot of sense in my mind. But 
I guess it's F- already been taken. Yeah. It's not a very original name, I guess. FD Shoes, really? Huh. Yeah, I don't know what that is, Ralph. But yeah, it's not you. It's not me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to add you on there to my list now. So let's let's, let's add let's, me. Yeah. Uh, no, wait. Twitter, you follow people. You don't add them. Oh, see, I'm telling you, I'm new to this. I'm still still trying to figure out this whole terminology and everything. There's just so much happening. See. All right. Now we're gonna have to do a segment on this show on how to use Twitter. I'm now going to have to do a segment on this radio show about newcomers to Twitter. I'm going to teach you how to do it. I'm going to give you the one-on-one on that. You let me know when that is, and I will be listening in because I need it desperately bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I, I think I will do that. I, I think I, I'm supposed to have another segment on later on tonight, so I might sneak it in there. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Okay. I'll let you know. This one's good. All right, cool. <laughs> Thanks so much, man. Now, see now, like I said, I'm gonna have to rearrange my schedule on Friday. So now I'm gonna have to watch Lemonade Mouth on Friday. Luckily, I get two feeds on my cable, so I'll, I'll be able to watch it what? on the West Coast feed. Oh, uh, no. I think it's um actually it just it's premiering eight on each. Co- well, I guess okay, so it would make a difference. But anyway, yeah, I'm just talking myself here now. It'll be eleven. It will be eleven p.m. Eastern on my West Coast feed. So, yeah. yeah. So there you go. I have like two chances to watch it in one sitting. So see. And you, so there's no excuses if you miss it. There is no excuses, not anymore. So if I if I wind up not watching it, then you can tell me on Twitter that I was a very bad host. I okay. Because you know, I, I'll you know I'll actually call up Mickey and be like, check this out. <laughs> he watch. <laughs> Don't and, do that to me. You know, I, I, I will. I'll know because Mickey knows the mouse is everywhere. Uh oh. So Uh-oh. I mean, I'll, I'll take you up on that. Uh oh. I better not upset the mouse. Better not upset the mouse in the <laughs> house. Don't upset the mouse in the house. Never. That's right. Never, never, never. But thank you, my <laughs> man. Is this is fun, man? I, I, again. This is very fun. You need to come back on the show again. You know what? You 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 call me and I'm here. Literally, because it's him you call me and I'm, you know, I'll talk. It's so good You know, when I'm on the East Coast, I'll have to just, like, pop in. I think you should. Well, actually, we'll meet and we, then we can collaborate over the $5 lunch on our show. That's right. Work on that. We're going to work on that. We're going to start it off on Twitter right. and then we're going to progress. Sounds good. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right, brother. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. That was Chris Brochu. Make sure you catch him in the Disney Channel original movie, Lemonade Mouth, which premieres tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific Time, only on Disney Channel, as well as watching him in Truth Be Told, which airs on Fox this Saturday. Make sure you check your local listings for times. And make sure you catch Nathan Kress on iCarly every day on Nickelodeon. Right now, we are signing off. We're going to be back on Tuesday with Charles Shaughnessy. He's going to talk to us about his time doing Days of Our Lives as Shane Donovan, as well as The Nanny as Maxwell Sheffield, and his role on The Bay. So we'll be back on Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. If you missed any of our shows from today or yesterday or any time, you can always log on here at blogtalkradio.com slash buzzworthyradio. You can check them out at any time you want.
Download them as many times as you want. We're also on iTunes. Just make sure you find us on iTunes. Just search Buzzworthy Radio, and there you have it. I should have the website updated probably by the end of this weekend. So I'm hoping that I'll finally have everything caught up by the end of this weekend, so then you'll also be able to download all the shows on the website as well at buzzworthyradio.net. But for now, I'm signing off. This is Navelle J. Lee, making sure you get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio. We'll see you guys on Tuesday. Take care. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. Buzzworthy.